Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. Hey, Blood Time listeners, this is Maverick Peters over at MV Podcasting. Just want to give a quick shout out to our dear friends at Defense Soap. They're doing an incredible job staying on top of the world crisis that is COVID-19. Check them out if you get the chance at www.defensesoap.com. Thank you. Hey, this is Blood Time. Coach Cimarroni here, and I want to thank uh, the unbelievable father-son team uh, last year. Last blood time, Larry and Adam Hoon, the former coach at Cleveland Heights High School and uh, the current coach, Adam Hoon, at Bedford High School. Father-son team that was phenomenal. Great stories, very heartwarming interview for me and for, uh, for you guys, hopefully. I want to welcome the next guest, the young man that I coached back in the day, uh, the guy who uh, did something that uh, very few guys have ever done, and that's win a state title particularly at a public school, but he also had a great um, coaching and educational experience uh, through the Jesuit community at both St. Ignatius and at John Carroll University. I met this this gentleman at John Carroll University, had the honor of coaching him and actually wrestling, uh, uh, officiating a few of his challenge <laughs> matches back in the day. Here we I go. Wanna, that's right. I want to recommend, I want to uh, introduce John Gramuglia. How you doing, John? Great. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's, it's exciting. It's fantastic that you're here. John, um, you are the retired head coach at uh, Wadsworth High School. You're currently the director of operations there for the wrestling program. Uh, but you started a, you started back in the day, and you created a state championship team in 2010. We're going to talk about that okay. down the road. But what I want to start with you, because of blood time, obviously, we are blood, is that uh, the coaching connection that you had back in the day at, at uh, both St. Ignatius and John Carroll. And uh, I know that you had a Hall of Fame coach, Tony DiCarlo. I had the honor of coaching with him. Uh, coach you through your your college career, but talk a little bit about your high school experience and then going to college. Um, you know, I was kind of a you know ninety five pound kind of um, shy kid, believe it or not. Okay. You know, just, that is really hard to believe. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there I am 
going to St. Ignatius where many of my uncles went. It was oh, kind wow. of a tradition to go to St. Ignatius. And I was just kind of a lost soul right, you know, in the beginning. Okay. And just start well, hanging around. Freshman arts, really. Right. You know, unless you, you know, got, you got and they kind of um, program you that way. Like, forget everything that you learn in the parochial school right. and you're getting, you know, restart. I, I remember the first day of school, they bring everybody to the gym and say, right. look to your right, all the freshmen, look to your right, look to your left, because right. they probably won't be there in four years. You know, and you cool. get all scared and yeah. you better buckle down right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And I didn't never wrestled my freshman year. Okay. I kind of just went to school, did my paper route. Just kind of figured it out. Right. right? Yeah, just and got then your, got your feet wet. good yeah. friends start mm-hmm. saying, hey, why aren't you, why don't you wrestle? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, um, I ended up wrestling three years, and then I, uh, my senior year, got big enough to play football. And okay. at Saint Ignatius, uh, it still is today. Sure. It's a big deal Chico to Kyle. play. Chico and there Kyle. was cuts and everything. Sure. I mean, they had, you know, the varsity team, the, right. the sophomore team, the JV team, the freshman team. So right. it was a big deal. So I made it to what they said in my yearbook to the elite of the jock um, era. You know, That's instead right. of just wrestling. You were royalty. <laughs> But um, my coaching, my coach had so much influence, Mike Seta, you know, who started the, uh, you know, St. Pat's program, CYO, and then he went, took that, and he went to um, St. Ignatius, and he, you know, he ruled with an iron fist. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Back in the day, who didn't, right? Yeah, exactly. So he taught me that that's what you had to have, and um, broke the lineup uh, junior and senior year. Never had anything. Passed, I think, just just uh, not past district, just made it out of sectionals. Right, right. Didn't have it figured out yet. No, I get it. I get it. A lot of guys, so, you know, figured out down the road, right? Exactly. Well, you had to figure it out at John Carroll. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then I was lucky enough. Um, I didn't wrestle my freshman year at, at uh, again at John Carroll. Right. And I just hung out with all those guys. Okay. And then I was I would come down to the wrestling room and, you know, maybe – go to open mats or whatever we sure. did training. And then yeah. t- Tony DiCarlo came up to me and goes, why aren't you wrestling? And I go, right. well, you know, I want to really concentrate on my education. He goes, you yeah. get here next year or right. whatever it was. Right. I can't remember the exact scenario. And then I wrestled the next three years. That's fantastic. And look at, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be sitting here because I wouldn't have found my passion. Is it, you know, think about that, yeah. right? Think about just the simple you know, and he was aggravated with you, kind of, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like he was why like, are you so dumb? You? Yeah, that's right. What's the matter? <laughs> you know, like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And so, all of a sudden, you know, that just that little thing, right? We are just that little thing, you know. That, that little nudge wants. brought me into the family, right? And right. you know, and I owe him so much of that, you know. Right, right. And so, 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 tell me a little bit about, you know, John Carroll. Tony DiCarlo, but some of the guys on the team that you had to bond with that just, you know, probably are the things you look back at is like, wow, that was some, some fun oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you probably remember some of these guys, too. Sure. Kevin O'Neill. Oh, I mean, you yeah. know, Kevin uh, Mike Troutman. And, uh, well, Kevin got, Kevin was a quarterback, right, for Ignatius, was he, or not? I don't know. Is that, am I thinking of a different guy? Yeah, that you're thinking Kevin Hartman, I Kevin think. Hartman, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. actually, Kevin was, yeah. wasn't he the AD at yeah. uh, Garfield Heights? Garfield yeah. Heights, yeah. yeah. Right. And he was actually a history major, yeah. uh, a buddy of mine. So yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, this Kevin O'Neill is from uh, Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrestled okay. upper weights for us. Right. You know, and Chad Gross. Oh, and Chad, national danced, champ. Right, danced the fountain. National champ. National champ. Right. You know, goes on and on you know it's just 
those guys, I still stay in touch with those guys. And, um, you know, the brotherhood that we, we have, you know, sure. it's one of those things that you don't have to, just like you and I, you yeah. don't, you don't have to talk to each other for almost a, even a year right. and you just pick right up, pick right up, you know? And, um, it's a beautiful and Tony kind of created that. I mean, he's, I think some of it was his, his, his heritage and his culture of the Italians, sure. uh, you know, of, of family and how important it was. And right. so I warm think, passion, yeah, compassionate, exactly. but also, you know, a tough guy. Right. And you got to put up with other people's nuances and stuff like that. It was, it's not a bad thing. No, you know, I mean, we're so sensitive now. Right. I know, so right? Yeah. you couldn't be sensitive because he would say some things to you and you sure. just had to, take them f- with a grain of salt and move on. But that's kind of my parents were the same way. My right. dad's obviously was full Italian. Yep. And then my mom was Irish. So you can imagine some oh of the battles in that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time for... Uh, Irish stew had a lot of spaghetti sauce <laughs> oh, in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> but, but, you know, think about it, right? He did it out of love. Absolutely. Because he knew that, you know, this is a tough sport. If I don't prepare you... I'm not doing my job, you know. So what are what are great parents about? Preparing you for life. And I'm sure Tony validated those lessons that you learned from mom and dad, yeah. right? That's the yeah. that's the brilliance of yeah. great coaching. Yeah, I've been blessed to have that, you know, that, you know, the Lord was always looking out for me because yeah. he always put really good people sure. right, to, right there. Well, you know, it's now, interesting, too. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, that's You fine. know, one of our uh, uh, prior guests, who's a dear friend of mine, and you had a lot of a lot of goes with was Barry Broom. And as a freshman coming in, he said, make sure you ask John about how he mentored me as a senior. You were a senior and he was a freshman. And it wasn't always the greatest situation because you had to wrestle him for, for that weight. Yeah, I mean, we were in the same weight, but right. he and I just kind of um, gravitated towards each other right away. Okay. I mean, he was a kind of a cool kid. Yeah. and A uh, character, too. Yeah, and he's a character. <laughs> sure. And he was, you know, probably the same kind of upbringing. We were... Right. Not the most, uh, you know, affluent sure. st- household. You know, right. my dad was a construction worker and sure. laid off in the winter and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, Barry's from that kind of um, blue background, collar. blue yeah. collar. Sure, sure. You know, so Hard I think we kind guys. of gravitated towards each other. So yeah, I took I took good care of him. I get him out of some trouble, and <laughs> I kind of was that you know big brother that I think that some of that coaching was already coming out because I was always um, helping. You know. The, the younger guys out. You were like, like a that. player coach. Yeah. Yeah. Already. Like yeah. 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 And um, just like in the wrestle offs you were telling me about, uh, right? <laughs> right before, yeah, before the interview, I refereed a few of the ref, re, wrestle offs between you and Barry, and Barry always had that high crotch, and there was a point difference typically. Yeah. I don't think I ever beat him, but <laughs> he probably would say I did, but I don't remember it, so right. it probably didn't happen. Right. But they were tough, and it made me, you know, better, but. What, what did I, you told, you told well, me that the, I was. The, the greatest line was, you know, DiCarlo, you, you questioned a, a, a call or two. That me? I, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> that I'm refereeing you and, you know, so DiCarlo has to step in and you go, and DiCarlo like got in your face and you like, your, your, your line was, ease up big guy. <laughs> and I said, this guy's got, some, he's got some swag. <laughs> Back in the day before swag was swag. Right? And that's what, uh, yeah, when we go to any um, reunions, it's always, yeah, ease up, big e- guy. hey, big guy, ease up. <laughs> <laughs> and so you were my guy, you know, I really liked you guys. I mean, you know, that whole team was cool, right? Yeah, it Nikki was. D'Angelo, we had Sal D'Angelo. Oh, Sa- yeah. You know, and I refereed that match where Sal popped out his hip when he was wrestling Paul Renniger. It was crazy. He goes, it's out, it's out. I go, what's out? He goes, my hip. I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, that was very dangerous because of the bone growth. 
the yeah, you can die. You yep. know, he, he could have, you know, lost the, 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 the growth in his leg. But having said that, we had some phenomenal kids on that team. And we had some characters, too. We had Vic Ventresca and Tommy Gallagher and Jeff Spike Anderson. It was like, what the heck? You know, we had these uh, all-stars from around the seven-county oh, yeah. area, Tom, right? Yeah, Tom is a good friend of mine now still. What, his what, son's what wrestling. Son. And, yeah. Patty. Patty's right? awesome. Over at uh, St. Ed's. So, yeah, I would have loved to have him come to uh, to Wadsworth. Right. Him and Reaney. Phil Reaney was yeah, another. Yeah, and, and Phil was yeah. right around your weight, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Maybe, Phil was a little bit bigger. Maybe a bigger, yeah. Tommy, I had to wrestle off, too. Oh, yeah. So I had Tommy and oh, Barry and, yeah. Yeah, you had, you had to yeah. really go through the murderer's row. Absolutely. So, well, that's cool. So, 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 so DiCarlo was your real first head coach, would you say, you know, Hall of Fame kind of mentality that, you, did you yeah. glom onto that? Did you, yeah. did you I take mean, that in? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, he he was the you know the he he developed an institution. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. still there today. Yep. Not just the wrestling. With his name on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the Carlo Center. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he taught us the elite of the elite. You know, and and always what I learned from him the most was be first class. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't do anything, right. JV. You yeah. do it first class, and right. um. You know, my brother's a colonel in the Marines, retired this this year, but he always would say that. He would tell his men, you know, first class, everything's first class, no JV. And we just kind of kept that in our household. You know, that's it's so kind of what important. I it's so important. And, you know, th these stories, this this revisiting Tony DiCarlo, but that mentality. Uh, I got a beautiful letter from Mark Haywall. You know, we interviewed him. He was our he was our inaugural interview. Oh, really? Yes. With Sonny Marchetti, the head coach at Notre Dame, who also yeah. had Frank Romano to learn from. Obviously, another Hall of Famer. Different mentalities, but creating the same type of a family institution, right? And Mark, you know, he he wrote a beautiful letter to me saying, "I didn't realize the history, the 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 beauty of what I was taking over." You know, because I never had the opportunity to to coach with Tony. You know, and so he only heard stories from his dad, though obviously was a two-time national champ for, for them back in the day, for us back in the day. And so that's really important to hear. And so it's important that we get these stories out there, don't you think? Absolutely. John? You know, uh, you know, they were my first captains, Jimmy Weir and Mark Haywald, and to wow. to watch them train, yeah. and and they had so much class yes. too when they wrestled. I mean, yes. they they never showed emotion. You didn't know. I mean, they didn't lose much, but they right. were the same, win or lose. Right. And, um, you know, we've kind of instilled that. You run off the mat each yep. time, yep. and no one should know which way it went. Right. You know, you should do it the same way. Right. But, you know, having those two and see them train, Whew. I mean, Man. Mark never got taken down ever yes. in practice, Crazy. even when he came back. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, and then he would never, on a break, which we didn't have that many, but right. we had a few, he would be doing chin-ups or squats or right. knee-over-toe penetration steps. He never... Sat down. He never took a break. Never he might stopped. have taken a quick sip of water or whatever right. as he's running around the, the wrestling room. What, but, an, what an amazing mm -hmm. lead dog exactly. for the program. And, you know, I had obviously um, Jimmy Weir was phenomenal, three-time national champ. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Weir is a Cleveland Heights product, and I had the honor of having, like I said earlier in the, in the broadcast, um, Larry Hoon in. And he said this guy was just the best. Jimmy Weir was just the best. He was just a, he was an erudite leader with class, you know. And so I love to hear these kinds of things because we need this in our society today. The trash talking to me, I don't get it. 
It's terrible. Well, yeah. I don't get it because it's your job. I mean, mm. you're, you're, you know, particularly at the professional level, what we just saw, mm. the nonsense we just saw at the Steeler, you know, Browns game. What are we doing here? And, yeah. you know, if you look back at the history of our sport, right. did, when did you ever see a fight? Yeah, you did. I mean, yeah. I'm talking major matches that yes. were sudden death, yes. you know, overtimes. And, right. And afterwards, you hug or you shake the guy's both hand. Both warriors, yeah. man. You know, we, so, we, we, we put on the singlet, you know, now the combat gear, whatever it is. Yeah. If you step on that mat, whether you're getting pinned in, you know, 30 seconds Set. or when you're going to triple overtime, you know, whatever it right. is. You have the ultimate respect for that guy. Exactly. Now, there's, there, look, in our sport, we still have goofballs, you yeah. know, like any sport. Yeah. But that is a very minimal yeah. spot, you, don't, yeah. you know, in, in our sport. In, in your elite, yeah. especially your elite wrestlers never go there. You right. know, some of your younger kids might, you right. know, not realize, you know, right. that right. they don't have their emotions under control yet, but very seldom. And we're seeing, so. I'm seeing it a little bit, though. I'm seeing it a little bit at the national level with the guitar playing from the kid at Penn State and then uh, Valencia going back and forth with that. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. It's a little bit of showmanship because, you know, we are obviously entertainers now to, to some degree, right? But overall, it is just a different sport. It's a, you know, we say it's a very honest sport. There's nowhere to hide, right? It's, <laughs> so having said that, you, you, you had this great foundational scenario with Seta and DiCarlo you yeah. then went into another phenomenal opportunity with Tim Flanagan, the head coach at Trinity, and became his assistant, right? Yes. Uh, I remember uh, going to his house. Uh -huh. uh, Sister Catherine, another great leader of, of that I was surrounded with, um, hired me. Right. And I had to teach a couple classes during you know the, uh, the school day. Sure. That was part of my interview process. Okay. You know, so I had to walk into a class and I t had right. to teach like this punctuation. The teacher, she walks in, she's, oh, this guy's got to teach. Uh, Something. Yeah. So <laughs> she sat in the back with her other cohorts and there I am, I'm teaching. When you talk <laughs> okay. about having to be brave. That's right. I never met these kids ever. <laughs> Baptism of yeah. fire, right? And then yeah. she says, oh, you did such a good job. We're going to go to one more. Oh, so we God. went to, and then she hired me on the spot and I was so excited. Love it. Um, that same day, ironically, Mike Hall Oh, was sure. just being hired, and it was in April, okay. and he was visiting there, and he had all the boys in the gym, wow. and he wow. was talking about winning a state championship. Love it. And they just changed the divisions to division, you know, the five divisions back then. Okay. It was from three to five, and he goes, hey, we're going to be division four. We're going to win a state title, mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Love it. So then I end up coaching football, yeah. and then Tim Flanagan, I go over to his house, and he um, asked me, all these questions and sure. you know he's we're still really great friends and he's just kind of a i didn't realize that he's such a um what do you call that likes to set you up and okay. trick you a little bit gotcha. you know he's always pulling your chain yes. you know i was yeah. going to say some other things but <laughs> exactly. but right. he ended up saying well um hey um you drink beer uh -huh. I go, well, once in a while. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. all right, you're hired. You know, that, that was the bottom line. Sarcasm, so, yeah. I like that. That's, that's so I didn't awesome. know if it was a setup, like that's I wasn't okay. supposed to. But but Tim, yeah, he taught well, me listen, for four years. Uh, well, listen, we went down, you know, and the other thing that t Tony did, DiCarlo did, was those Florida trips. Right? Oh, boy. And that was a way to bond. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? oh. Now, sometimes, 
It was a crazy way to bond when he gave you a couple of days off, but beer was involved with yeah. bonding. Yeah. <laughs> so, this... so Flanagan took that to a, a different level, right? Yeah. So, you know, with Timmy Marks there. Timmy, I, mean, I coached him. Yep. Great kid. Paul Perrine and uh-huh. Al Crespo. And, Paul you know, is so my many... assistant coach at, uh, at uh, Sherman Falls. Oh. Terrific. And he's got a great uh, couple of sons, too, that are wrestling. Yeah. They are tremendous family. Yeah. And uh, we stay in touch with them. And, uh, but Paul was in the state finals the same at the very next side mat that when Bart Randolph. So right. we both, Tim and I, both had, had state championship match in the finals. Fantastic. And Al already won it right. at that time. And then Paul was coming up. Uh-huh. And uh, so it just kind of need to walk together. Yes. How, yes. You know. A very rare scenario. Yeah. Right? Very just, rare. Just, just, and, and you're how, how old? 24, 25? Yeah, 25 years old. Yeah, it's just so Head so coach, cool. yep. you know, and yeah. there I have my first kid in the finals and we're Rex, we're wrestling Rex Holman. Oh my gosh. Okay. Who I don't know anything about right. because I just wasn't, you know, tuned sure. into the sport like sure. we, well, like I am now. Or you can and, be now. <laughs> yeah, I can be. Yeah, and. You know, he's like a little redheaded, you know, yeah. young looking kid. And I'm sure. telling Bart, you're going to yeah. just, because Bart, you went a lot of upper body stuff. Sure. I go, you're going to just double under him and you're going right. to, well, I didn't realize he was a Greco-Roman national champ Absolutely. and a freestyle national champ that year. Right, right. And we went upper body, hit us with a head and arm and Bye-bye. we were down five, nothing. Wow. And we ended up losing like 11 to seven or sure. something, you know, sure. but it was yeah. like. Wake up. You know, Bart still to this day is a nice move, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had that happen to me with a kid who we were, we go into the state finals. Michael Goldberg, another guy, I interviewed, and we didn't know what the tilt was. We never saw it before, and he got beat fourteen to something. I'm, you like, took him down. You said go down, right? No, no, no. no. We just didn't even know what it was. Oh, oh. We didn't even know what it was. He was, yeah, well, yeah. We went down. Well, back in the day in 1981, you had to go down. So, yeah, like, yeah, you, know yeah. I mean? you know. So, but it, so yeah. So yeah, great. Thanks, coach. Right? Yeah. You know, I took like, second in the state for you. Well, whatever. You know, whatever you're gonna do. But so, so you got that great foundation with Flanagan and the and and the guys there. It was a it was a terrific situation. And you know, I had a, again, I had another similar situation at, at 23 years old. I coached Nikki D'Angelo. I was in the seat when he won his national title. So I understand that it's just an amazing feeling that sometimes you may never get back to. You exactly. Know? It's just so yeah, you crazy. can't take it for granted. You got to yeah, live yeah. in the moment, yep. right? Yep. And enjoy that moment and just drink it up with all the passion you can get. So having said that, you you get an opportunity to become a head coach. I did. Um, Mike Hall, who okay. we talked about before, sure. um, we won a state championship. Nice. So I thought that was easy. Right. You know, you I'm realize, thinking. You didn't realize how much hard. And we ended up winning we... like 25 straight games, you know, yeah. football. Uh-huh. And he got the head coaching job four years later at Wadsworth. Nice. And he came back and, and we were all like, sad. Exactly. Right? Oh, believe me. Yeah. I thought it was really down in the uh, country somewhere. Sure. And he um, said, there's an English opening, believe it or not. Oh, wow. He says, why don't you interview for it? And I said, well, all right. So I go down there and I get the job. Well, they, they go, do you coach anything else? And I go, wrestling. Well, the head coach, they're the head coaching job's open. I go, you're kidding me. And they go, yeah, really, no one wants it. So oh, my it was, oh, they were 0-26. They didn't win right. for three years straight. Yeah. And, you know, they were... What year was this? 1984, 84. going in 85 okay, season, yeah. you know, 84, 85. Yep. And um, so really, I got it kind of like by, by default. And there was yeah. a, the principal um, 
gave me uh, a letter from the parents. There was a hundred reasons why they should get rid of this, the other coach. Right. And he looked through there and, um, or he gave me the thing. The re- says, you, yeah. yeah, look that over. Are there anything that you, you know, want to, because, you know, they're saying this, 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 and this. Okay. And culture or whatever it was. Right. And the one I saw was like, shows moves that don't work. And I go, well, you know, <laughs> swear to God, it said that. And I said, well, uh, that one, yeah, I probably I, will be showing a lot of moves that don't work, <laughs> considering they're 0-26. But their goal that was to get a full team, just like you've been sure. doing. Yeah. You know, start recruiting, yeah, and yeah. they had a good nucleus, believe it or not. I saw, you know, Bart Randolph was yeah. one of the – he was a sophomore. Was Mike tight. Garn and, um, you know, uh, Rick Whelan and my, Matt Bendel. And I'm looking at all these – like, they can't be this bad. Right, right. And then we put – so the forfeits we cleaned up. Mm-hmm. In our very first match, we wrestled Coventry. Okay, who, wow, who, yeah. yeah. Who has, you know, won – they have a lot of – you know, a couple oh, the state Potts titles, boys right? Came out of there. Right. Are you kidding me? They were and the tough. Kalis they and were all, they were always in our yeah. uh, district. Right. The Kalis and you yeah. had the, uh, you know, so many of them. Uh, right. Dave. Sure. That I was just on. Uh, so, um, ends up that we won that we went over to Coventry and I I did it like a football game all okay. summer. We talked about how we were going to beat Coventry, right. win right. the first one, right. get the right. monkey off our back yeah. right away. 70 days to right. Coventry. And I yeah. said, quiet, weigh in. Right. They're not going to be ready for us. They beat us the year before, 68 to 3 or whatever right. it was. Right. It was crazy. Right. And Bill McElroy was our was the only one that won, and he's back in the lineup for us. Right. He was our captain. Right. I go, we're going to go over there and beat him. And we ended up in their gym where they've had a lot of historical matches with Highland and all those guys. Sure. And we ended up beating him. Wow. And our AD, wow. Laurel Mass, who hired me, said, you don't need to win another match the rest of the year. <laughs> and you know me, I'm like, what? No, 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 We're no. We're going to have a winning season. Exactly. So I was kind of, you know, young and dumb, you know. Sure, listen. But didn't know better right. and just wrestled really with passion. We just wrestled hard. We yeah. we had the talent. Ambition, yep. right? I'm ambitious. So Let's get it done, right? After starting the youth program, I said, well, I start getting the, I said, we're going to beat St. Ed's here. And they're all like looking at me like, what? Like, when should you win a league title first? You know? <laughs> Coventry's one thing, but yeah. come on. St. Ed's is another. So yeah, yeah. it ended up, you know, you're yeah. lucky enough to, to do it. Yeah. But we also put the plan together, and I sure. told them at meetings and stuff like that, guys, that's our ultimate goal, but we never talk about it. Right. We're not going to go. I don't want our parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them chirping right. and telling, you know, everybody that this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So let's just do it quietly. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. I love this it. Is our, There's this our is bond. Our, There's that our was blood that bond. Right and, there. Yeah. You know, and there was a couple teams that we thought could be, be the one. And, um, you know, then this group came along, which is our 10th year reunion. Sure. Coming up 2010. Right. We ended up beating it. But we probably, if looking on paper and I look back, we should have won it in 2009, 2010, and you 2011. Were totally yeah. knocking on the door. Right. Absolutely. So we. Yeah. Yeah, things, but but you know when you go to the yeah. state tournament, things, things have to yeah. have to happen. So you know, really fall into place, and and so think about that, Joe. Right here we go, 1984, and this is your thought process, right? After 25 years, we're accomplishing. Right. But mamma mia, what a stepping stone! What a progression of excellence that you created for 25 years, and now continues. I mean, you guys are ranked what? 35th in the country, right? You know, something like that, right now, yes. In the elite 50, I mean, 
you're there. Yeah. You, you are a perennial power. We, yeah. And it, it's, I'm blessed to have Clay Wanger take that over. He yes. was, um, he was my cat. He was my captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrestled at Kent State, but he was captain. I met his, uh, Mike and Kathy Wanger, his parents, uh, moved into Wadsworth. They're from Copley. Okay. Mike and Mike was third in the state and Dave, his brother Dave was state, their first state champ ever. Okay. So they're, well, he's moving in and I have this guy, um, Collins, Mr. Collins, I call him, but right. he called me and he said, they were best friends in he goes, if you don't call Mike Wanger, you're dumb. Yeah. You know, here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I go, oh, no, I'll call him. And yeah. So I called Mike and went over his house, and we instantly became friends. That's awesome. And he, that's when Clay was four years old. Wow. And his sister was like two. Oh, my goodness. And they moved in in Wadsworth, and I said, boy, we really want to, you know, get you involved right away with the youth and da-da-da-da-da-da. Sure. And sure. he started it, and that was the core of the state championship. And you have some incredible stories. Too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is what this is about. You know, the, the transformation right. of somebody that maybe shouldn't have done what they did in a positive way. And I think you want to talk about one of those guys, right? I can talk. Yeah, there's a lot that I could talk about, <laughs> okay. you know. Um, one that's coaching right now is Larry Coffin with us, and he has his sons in it. But Larry was a seventh grader. Okay. Um, Sitting, I, that was my first job um, at Wadsworth. I didn't teach at the high school. Okay. The only opening was the seventh and eighth grade English. Yep, that happens a lot. Yeah, that happens. A lot. And yeah. you know, lucky enough, the next year because they said, "Oh, in one year, and then they'll retire." And then you, yep. well, I was lucky because right. the very next year that did happen. Yep. But Larry's sitting in seventh grade study hall. I'm teaching eighth grade, but I have the study hall for seventh grade. And I look at him. I go, "Hey, what are you doing this year? Mm-hmm. You know, you should be playing. You should be wrestling." And he's just looking at me wrestling. He didn't even know what it really was. Yeah, right. And he ends yeah. up, okay. And he's just kind of, he right. told his dad. His dad didn't even know, any, know about anything about wrestling. Right. And then Larry Coffin goes on to being a state runner-up and third and uh, ends up going to Ashland. Wow. And he's a three-time All-American and national sure. runner-up. Holy. You know, so here's, you know. Yeah. But he was a great football player, too, at sure. Wadsworth, too. Sure. Yeah. But the point was he chose that path and – all it was is just like you, you were recruiting kids out of the, you know, so you can anyway, start in seventh. Yeah. I tell kids, we've had a lot of kids start in seventh and eighth grade. Sure. You don't have to start always in first you grade. Don't. You don't. You know, yeah, you, you can pick it up. I mean, most, isn't it the peak wrestlers are 28, 29 years old, you Nowadays. know, so our yes, sport, right. our sport, you can peak later yes, you can. than some of the younger ones like baseball is 22 or something like that. Correct. But. Uh, another person who Larry influenced was this other one was Bobby Jones. Oh, this is and story, you know right? Bobby Jones was a you know a football junkie and right. but loved wrestling and he wrestled um, for um, our youth but he wrestled I think for the Norton youth too because we didn't have a youth program okay. at the time mm-hmm. so he got involved in the Norton youth which was you know still a good wrestling program sure and. He started that, and he ended up getting, I think, the wrestler of the year for Norton Youth. Oh, and wow. I think that kind of ticked some people off there because there's a Wazer kid getting it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've he seen didn't that happen. Know, he didn't know a lot about wrestling, mm-hmm. like a lot of moves, mm-hmm. but the moves he did, he always got to them during his match, and they made him pay. Like, he was a pinner. But he had his match right. down. Right. He had his match. We talk about that yep. all the time. Get your match, take the match, your match, to your opponent. So the story goes that his ninth grade year, we're looking forward to him, mm-hmm. but 
um, we have a pretty good upper weight system and we've always had and continues to now right. but he wasn't probably going to get to line up varsity that year right. so he hurt his back in football he had a um, stress fracture and he thought so he tells me like about a week before wrestling he goes you know I'm going to take this year off and just kind of heal and lift and sure. I pulled him into the classroom one-on-one and yeah. I can't say it all here, I understand. but uh, I said, no, at auto, <laughs> yeah, automatic, you yeah. are not taking yeah. this year off. I go, this is your most crucial year because right. you need to learn the fundamentals, right. Bobby. I looked him right in the eye. I go, mm-hmm. you better be there. You know, that. <laughs> and he was there. He needed he did, that. Right. Yeah. He needed to, you know, that assurance. And, you know, he's a believer. Okay. And he said, well, I'm going to believe what coach says. And. I, you know, owe it to him for that because he kind of showed everybody that, you know, that's what you got to do sometimes. You got to right. just listen and believe. So he ends up not wrestling. We have Josh Hendricks in front of him sure. and ends up. So the next year he comes out, they added the 215 weight class. Right. He bumped into the 250. He was a natural 215, sure. obviously, sure. Yeah. and ends up going to state. And uh, so did Hendricks. And so did a lot of other people that year. Right. And he ended up, um, Losing in the blood match, locking hands. He's winning by one point with yeah. like on riding on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Five seconds left. The kid hits oh, a switch yeah. from St. Edward. Sure. And um, locks hands, goes in overtime. The kid takes him down. That's right. So that was on his mind for a sure. whole year. Oh, yeah. You got to get that for a whole year. Man. Now he trains and trains, and now his body kicks in, obviously. Okay. And now he becomes heavyweight. Okay. And he goes, coaches knee again in football. Oh. But he comes back halfway through the year, wins a state title, when it only like he went undefeated. He went like twenty four matches in a row. Yeah, yeah. It was a short season for him. So what? And then the next year, (laughs) next year he won it again. So he's a two time. But before that, the thing that's interesting is that we didn't have a state champ at Wadsworth since nineteen forty three. Yeah, that's fantastic. So now here's a kid. Everyone, there's a lot of kids. Nineties, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, you have. You have all these people that are knocking on a door. We're in a, mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. I lead the coaching ranks with most runner-ups, you know. I got you, yeah. But at that time, we we had a lot of runner-ups. But Bobby in 1996 ended up at uh, in Dayton nice. winning it. And he runs up in the stands and hugs. The first thing he does, he runs up and hugs his mom and dad. That is fantastic. You know, that's and he broke that barrier from right. 43 to 96. That is that And is after crazy. that, you know, we've had, you know, how many – the Kayla, Chris, and Matt, and Tim, and Dave Crawley, and Brad Squire, two-timer. Wow. Loudon Gordon, Nick Tavanello, a three-timer. Holy cow. And Ben Bazzelli, Noah Balfin, Jordan Ernst, you know. That is just a great He opened the door. Legacy. And tell me, in 2010, what did it feel like? Oh, I, I still get and the same feeling. It was kind of a lot of emotions and uh, gratitude to so many people that, you know, that believed and just kept the um, the dream. Sure. And they kept dreaming. And, uh, you know, it was a rough tournament the year before. Yep. We came in first place in the semifinals. Yep. First time I think anybody was in first, a public school was in first place going into the finals right. or semifinals. And we ended up coming out with negative one points after the semifinal oh, round. No. We lost a team point. Yeah. Uh, we lost every match in the semi seven. And then we lost the two. Yep. yep. And it, it, they were all tough matches, yeah, believe of me. Course, I, of course. I mean, looking back, the matchups weren't there. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, you just got it. You, you, they were at their level. Right. They were at their level. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then we ended up um, dropping down to third. And then the next year, we just Chief Kali, who he and I, you know, that bless him. Sure. Um, we just he took a picture of the first the uh, when we were in first place, right. and he every semifinal round he would show everybody that picture. Beautiful. Yep. It was just a, something We're secret not eat between this us. Meal again. Right. right. It was something just between us. Sure. We didn't tell a lot of people this, sure. obviously. Then. But let me tell you something, John. You were such a hero to so many in the wrestling community because of what you did and finally broke the strand. Yeah, was it 30, you know, 33? 33 years from Nordonia? Yeah. The, the, the Black Knights of Nordonia or the, the, the Golden Knights or the Knights of Nordonia, whatever whatever their moniker is to you guys. Um, and I, and and me as a, you know, I, I'm sitting there and I was, I was coaching John Carroll for that. I came out for a cup of coffee to coach John Carroll uh, in 0910 and I just was so proud. Thank you. See that. It, yeah. and it was just, it, it was, was just tough. wonderful. And the thing was, it's probably one of the best state tournaments of the, you know, the time. decade. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because it came down to the final match. I sure. mean, it wasn't like we went in there and we had it won. No, you know, no, you had to, you had to, we had a battle and, and, yeah. and Ed's was probably one of the best second place teams ever. They ever. scored 160 some point, you know, they've no one's ever done that in right. division one. So it wasn't like they handed it to us. I mean, we had to earn it. We had six in the finals, yes. four champs. That's fantastic. And, um, you know, to have that, and then they ended up having, I think, the same. Yes. So it was really a dual meet. You it was just six. beautiful. I mean, Nick, you went four out of six. And we put, we put um, Nick Tavanella as a sophomore on the line. He's got to win. And he wins at the buzzer takedown at the edge that we practice so much, keeping your feet inbounds. Yes, yes. Just it's, work on that edge if you have to. And he had a counter shot, which we do. That's kind of our game. And he hit, almost got taken down, mm-hmm. and then reshot. And, and he believed. I mean, I'll never forget it. And then Ben Bazelli comes up, and that was um, very. Um, he and uh, Chief Kali and, right. and Bobby Jones coached Ben. Oh, okay. okay. In the fi- finals, well, I it was already planned not to. Okay. I mean, they they were going to do it no matter what. Even if we had to win that match, but Ben just like hugged Nick and goes, "Thank you." Oh my god! Because <laughs> he lost to this Brexville kid two two times, oh. you know, like in the sectionals he lost in the finals. He lost in the districts, but he ends up winning anyway in the finals. And that was uh, just a moment here. Is that that was Chief Kali's last match before he passed away? Because he that summer he ended up passing away. So Ben, we just went to his wedding in um, Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Ben. Invited us there, and so Larry Kaufman, Bobby Jones, and I drove up there for a quick whirlwind Friday night. But that's what Bobby that's what we do, that's family. That's you know. Family. And Ben was crying sure. at his wedding, you know, because we came up there, you that's, know, because we were like, we're not going to miss this. Right, right. And you know, speaking of family, uh, you were inducted into John Carroll's Hall of Fame. Yes. And um, again, there was a moment when I heard about that. You know, I heard about it through the grapevine. I was extremely proud to, to hear that. Thank you. That's um, all the you know the doings of Tony DiCarlo. You know that. Yes. 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 And uh, Tony, you know, we lost Tony a couple of years ago. Yes. And I was at the funeral. It was amazing, right? Yes, it was. Um, filled the gym. Filled the filled the, basically the entire DiCarlo Center. Um, and I remember, you know, Chuck Garofalo was, was my assistant coach, yep. and he saw me standing in line, and like family pulls me, he says, "No, you're not standing in line." And I said, "I'm like, no, no, you're not standing in line." And, you know. I get emotional. Yeah, about that. Uh, me too. What a, yeah. what, a, what a brilliant thing. So 
when you when you were inducted, did you give a you give a little talk? Oh yeah. What was what? Give us the nugget that came out of that that talk. Tell tell me tell us a little bit about that. That um, really that Tony's special and that he shares things that that did, did I um, are you talking about the car that he he yes. let me use? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, I, you know he, we had um. He always took care of you. You know, we got jobs at the steel mills, sure. the wrestlers. Sure. You know, Tony would take care of you that way. We had this, uh, we taught phys ed. He, as, because he knew I was a teacher, I taught phys ed at St. Jude's, which yeah. was, so yeah. that they had me teaching. So I had to ride my bike there, I okay? I mean, from, you know where St. Jude's is yeah. down in Richmond. Yeah. Well, the one day I'm driving the mm. bike down there, and I lift well, up St. on Jude's a handle. St. Jude's is no longer there, right? I, I, you know, I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. It's a school or something. <laughs> yeah. So there I am driving down Richmond Road. Okay. By Emory. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. lift up on my handlebars and they come off. Oh, no. Now I'm driving, you know, pretty, pretty good pace. Oh. So I knew how to, you know, steer without my hands, but not without a handlebar. <laughs> <laughs> so I drift, you know, I'm yeah. trying to stay up and I'm drifting to the left. Lucky there's no cars. Oh. And then I just go, okay, time to ditch it. So I ditched it. Yeah. And then I rolled, then I threw it in the field, covered it up, and then I hitchhiked to school. Well, the good, God bless her soul, the the uh, the, the good principal there, the nun, yeah. starts ripping me because I'm like five minutes late. She goes, I'm not going to be able to have you if you're going to, I mean, I'm bloody, you know. <laughs> if you're going to be five minutes late, yeah. you college kids got to know that the, when yeah. gym class starts at 1130, it's yeah, 1130, it's you 1130. know. And I'm like. Oh, I didn't even tell her. No. You know, because well, you don't tell, you, you, you don't yeah, do it. it so, yeah. obviously, my roommate comes and gets me. Right. We get the bike. We pick that up. Right. Well, then I don't have a way there because mm -hmm. I can't get my bike fixed. That's <laughs> So, I asked Tony DiCarlo. I go, Tony. Hey, hey, coach. I never called him Tony. No. Hey, coach DiCarlo. <laughs> yeah. Do you think I could, you know, borrow a car or get a car? And he goes, oh, yeah. He says, here. Keys to his 60 seven mustang beautiful beautiful yeah. Yeah. yeah convertible yeah. Right. white interior right. leather right. he goes hey just take good care of it please yeah. you know oh yeah like sure. i'm like no yeah. problem exactly. well at least the handlebars won't fall off of this exactly <laughs> so i i think i take it like six seven times before i sure well the last time that i took it yeah. <laughs> that he let me take it right. i came home and as i'm getting out of the car i look down and there's my pants are all I must have put a pen in my pocket oh, no. and there's blue ink all over his oh, white leather God. seats oh my God, <laughs> so <laughs> I got a in moment, that's I, a moment of pure fear and yeah I mean Tony's already scary enough right, <laughs> right. I mean six foot three 225 <laughs> and I go coach yeah. he goes what happened well then he sees my pants he goes no oh. <laughs> and I could just see him oh now he tells me that he ended up taking it to a place and they yeah. got it. They got it out. Thank right. goodness. But it wasn't. That was a tough moment. So yeah. I kind of shared that <laughs> at the at the thing. But I was just so grateful for him and then the whole wrestling program. I love it for giving me that opportunity to be in with such Amazing. tremendous people. Amazing and, people. Yeah. Well, John, you've been a tremendous leader in our community, our sport. And you've had some amazing uh, leadership mentors yes. through your career. You know, I, I hate to that we have to wrap this up. 
Yeah, we could probably talk for a long time. I I really appreciate this. And I'll I'll come back. Maybe we can. Yes, yes. So, John, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot. Leave us with with something you'd like to leave the the audience. Well, just um, to everyone, you, you know, give. Give wrestling a shot. I tell our youth kids, talk talk another friend into it. Because if a friend didn't talk me into it, and if Tony didn't ask me to come and right. join his, the family and just give me that nudge, Absolutely. then I wouldn't be here. I would have a whole different path of life. And I think sometimes we just need to, you know, it's not all just wrestling, but sure. encourage people. In, in, to in play it, some sports, yeah. man. Get you know, be and... a two, three-time sport. I love that. You know, don't. Don't multi sports is huge, and that's I've been preaching that theme for years. Me too. I mean, there's too many friendships that go by. It's not about the sport; it's more you're missing the friendships and the relationships that you have, and your that will last a lifetime, and you don't know where that's going to take you. So that's what I'm going to leave us with. You know, get involved and don't be afraid to ask other people to come with you. Recruit, recruit, but not recruit, recruit. Bad way. Yeah, recruit in a good way. Yeah, recruit, recruit right. within your, right. you know, within your structure. You know, don't be you know, afraid to stand for something. You know, I, I love this message because yesterday I reached out. We had a kid that came out out of the blue last year. A kid named I'm gonna call him out, Camden Amato, and uh, did great. I didn't know wrestling from Adam. Did great. You know, at the end of the year, he's winning matches. You know, gives him physically strong. He's a terrific lacrosse player. Okay, freshman, and they win the state title. So guess what he's doing. Just lacrosse. Just lacrosse. Yeah. So I reached out to him. I sent him. I said, no pressure. Just come talk to me. And I and I emailed him, and I emailed his mother. I didn't have his father's email for whatever reason. I emailed this, the uh, athletic director and my assistant coach. He hasn't responded. That's okay. But I want him to know that we still love him, and we Perfect. want him in the family. Yeah. And there's no pressure. If he doesn't want to wrestle, that's fine. So listen, Camden. <laughs> yes, and all you other ones out exactly. there. Wrestling just started, and yep. it's a heck of a journey. Right. But enjoy the day. Win the day. Don't always look at you know the state championship right now. Right. Win the day and enjoy that moment. Love that. Well, John, thank you so much. Thank you. John Gramuglia, we are blood. This is Blood Time with Coach Cimarroni. Thank you so much, and good luck to the Wadsworth Wrestling Team. Thank you very much. Cheers. I want to leave you with this thought of the day. Find some one thing, idea, spirit, state of being to be absolutely madly passionate in love with. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it, because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.